Welcome back to episode one. Adrian Peterson with the artist formerly known as the Redskins. 26. Okay, yeah. It took me yeah, a while to yeah. get that one. AP was 26 with the skins. Am I am I right? I think you're right. I can mean I can Google, but um episode one, Daryl Strawberry. Yep. 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 Um one Saquon Barkley. Yes. Um do, 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 trying to throw do, do, a couple do, do. extra uh uh <laughs> yeah, Adrian Peterson. AP at the top yeah. of the list. Let's fucking go. Oh my god, I got a carnival. Choose. Uh, we got an ad. Anyway, right now it's just me and Jake. Uh, we just wrapped up an interview with Joey Cold Cuts from Bob Does Sports. It was a great interview. It went a full hour and st- hour and change. Yeah, right, I think Jake? so. Yeah, yeah. It was a fantastic interview. Anyway, that is the entire episode today. We talked about everything <laughs> professional golf. We talked about business. We talked about scrambles. We did some listener Q&A. Um, it is a fantastic interview. Ryan had to run right after, so we're introducing it now. So here is the interview with Joey Cold Cuts from Bob Does Sports. They piped that the wrong way. I'll call the clubhouse. We'll book another 18 for tomorrow. <laughs> okay, they cheated on that. They fucked their balls. Yeah, no better time for the breakfast ball than now. <laughs> Dude, how was the Genesis? Man, we went, I went with my girlfriend and we went early. We were able to watch Tiger and yeah. Rory. Unreal. And dude, I, I, it's probably the best pairing of golf I've ever seen. Right, yeah. Right. Like Tiger would make a putt or would miss a putt and would walk off the green. And like just all these people would start like. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, like Rory's like lining up a birdie putt or JT's like putting for par. And I'm like, the fuck's going on? <laughs> like chop liver like yeah it's insane the following that tiger woods has and like when he's in a tournament just the feel of like like just there's a different feel there's yep. just different aura it's so sick we we followed him for about like six seven holes and like one of the final holes before we left we we were going to another group um it was we were on one of the holes and my girlfriend she's like i'm gonna go near the ropes so i can fist bump tiger and she, <laughs> You never watched him. And I was like, babe, that's not how it works. Like you <laughs> literally walking behind, inside the ropes and he probably wouldn't fist bump you, you know? And she's like, no, no, I think I'll, I think you'll fist bump me. And I'm like, fuck, whatever. Okay, we'll go over. <laughs> to, you know, so we go all the way over to the side where he had to walk by and they hit their shots and fucking the guy's walking by and he fist bumps her. And she's like, see, no I, way. What the fuck, man? Like, <laughs> I couldn't get a fist bump if, if like, if I was playing the round. Yeah, with him. yeah. It's it was insane. And then to follow up, Rory falls behind and fist bumps her too. And she's like, "See, I told you." I'm like, "You don't understand how fucking rare that is." Like, I know. We, I know. The we were at the waste management last year, and I stood on 18, and they're walking off, and I was right on the ropes too. And I stuck. We have video of it. I stuck my hand out, and I got snubbed by three golfers, their caddies, and the last dude that he did fist bump me was Scotty Scheffler's caddy. But those guys, like, compared to they Tiger. Yeah. And, and especially a guy like Tiger, like, he's yep. got everybody coming at him. He just walks, and I was watching him on the final day, and, like, I was saying to, to my girl, I was like, look at when he walks. Like, he just <laughs> walks a straight line. Like, to even, like, yeah. have him acknowledge or look at you is, like, ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, we're kind of lucky that normally – I've been to another tournament. I've been to the farmers when he played and it was like trying to get in his pairing. It was like six to eight deep. Like you couldn't even get near the ropes. Yeah. We were lucky enough that because he teed off so early, like at Riv, it was still like accessible, which I've never seen when I've watched him before, but man, it was fucking awesome. We had just been to the waste management the weekend before, yeah, uh, sweet. which was a totally different vibe. I mean, you go, <laughs> oh yeah, you went to the sixteenth hole, and that was my first time ever being there. Um, we were walking the course, and then um, I was there. My, my buddies Kyle Allen and Sam Darnold hit me up. They're like, "Are you in the uh, in in the sixteenth, like in the gallery?" And I was like, "No." They're like, "We got a couple extra tickets if you guys want to come up." And man, walking into that thing, it's like being in the fucking Coliseum before a gladiator. <laughs> That's the, the not, easiest man. yes you've ever had. Is it what? The easiest yes you've ever had. Oh, what? I mean, I actually had a ticket to go in because mm-hmm. we Bob had got tickets for me, Perez, and him. But like, 
I was with my girlfriend and then I was out with another buddy and I'm like, I don't want to strand them here. Yeah. yeah. You know, so we were able to all get in, but dude, they give you a wristband. They're like, this is good for like 10 drinks, but they're not even scanning. So you pretty much drink the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's sick. And then you walk in and it's like, we're on the third tier and it's just like all different like rows of business. It was like being in the Kentucky Derby. It was like really That's awesome. Cool. And then we we went down and we were watching and like a bunch of guys below us, I guess, saw that we were there and just started screaming, Bob does sports mm -hmm. and Chad oh, yeah. and Rowdy. Man, it was a fun environment. It That's, was crazy. Yeah, there's probably like when you go to things like that now for you guys, it's probably hard to just be a part of the general public. You kind of have to have that inside access to where, um, I mean, otherwise you're not even going to be able to enjoy the tournament, right? I feel the worst for Perez because he stands out the most. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> of this little, like of just, you see his silhouette, you know, it's Perez. He's got the hair flowing. Yep. Mm -hmm. He's kind of stocky. And this big guy just kind of waltz around the course. And it's like, he got bombarded, man. Like at least Bob and I, we can kind of like hide in the crowd a little right. bit, like we can blend in, but it's cool, man. Because at the end of the day, it's like, it's not annoying or anything. It's just like, it's super cool to see like the support and like just the guys who like want to say hi to us or get a picture with us or shit. Like, I mean, we're just regular dudes, like nobody yeah. else. You know yeah. what I mean? Like we're the same as everybody else. We're just lucky that we have a platform where we can golf and do this shit for a fucking living. Right. Mm -hmm. And the fact that, you know, our, our, we have the best followers and the best fans ever. And they're just like cool guys who just either want to do a shot with us or just dab us up. So it's always mm -hmm. love, but it, it is, like the last few times we've gone, like even at Riviera this last time, I probably took like 50 to 70 pictures, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I probably wasn't smart. I wore a pink hoodie, which, you know, <laughs> I think yeah, was, not going to stand out like the this. Energizer bunny running down the fucking <laughs> airways, you know, but it's cool. It's super cool to see like this thing and how it's taken off and just like, the progression of everything it's 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 super awesome man well i mean the the way i look at it it's, it's a great problem to have it means you're doing the right things if people want to come talk to you take a picture with you it means you're doing your job right and it matters to them a little bit at least well, yeah people so I, i'm sure some people are like oh man doesn't it get old to just be like getting bombarded and taking photos all the time it's like this is what we signed up for like yeah. we wanted it to get to this point and now that it is at that point it's like you have to appreciate and respect all that because those are the people that are buying merch and watching videos and and doing all that kind of stuff. Like that literally moves the needle in front of you every time. I always say to myself, like, I'm literally not standing here if it's not for these people. Right. 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 So like, right. You remind yourself, like I was grinding my ass off working 10, 13 hour days, 12 hour days in, you know, in an industry that I liked and I enjoyed, but like I wasn't traveling golfing and like doing cool shit for my job. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, it's like, anytime I'm like, Oh, I don't want to take another picture. It's like, take another picture. Yeah, it's like, for sure. it's the least that you can fucking do to be able to have like, you know, the opportunities that lay ahead of us, you know? So, and just to see like what's come from it now, it's like, if you were told me before this year that like we would be sponsored by Callaway or some of this yeah. shit, I'd be like, no way. Like I had somebody come to me the other day and they're like, what is it like to be sponsored by Callaway? And I'm like, well, it's, it's awesome, but it's kind of like being the dumbest kid in school. <laughs> like, I don't think Callaway, you know, at least, you know, in the past envisioned signing up to like sponsor like a 12 to 15 handicap. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? For sure. But like, so it's super cool. Tyler and I talk about that all the time. It's like that, that is where golf is trending though. The type of people that follow mm -hmm. us and the type of people that follow you, I, I'm going to, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it, it's a very similar audience. I, I would um, love to know if we combined our audiences and averaged their handicaps where they would be. It's got, I would say high teens. Probably. Probably. I don't even have an official gin to be honest. I don't need yeah. to do it. It's a complete we guess. guess we guess. But it's like, uh, you know, 90% of the time when I'm golfing for Bob to sports, we're playing in scrambles or we're doing mm -hmm. different shit like that. Like, so it's like, I don't even think like, Perez was like appalled when he found out that Bob and I didn't have it. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, this is ridiculous. And then we were at the Callaway event with good, good. And he goes, can you believe these fucking guys don't have a handicap? And like, none of them have it either, except for like, I think Luke Vaughn and maybe yeah. one other guy in there. He's like, what the fuck is going on here? And I'm like, Perez, <laughs> it's YouTube golf. We're not on the fucking tour, man. Like, yeah. 
you know, like we're playing in scrambles and best balls and shit, you know what I mean? Like I'm yep. not competing for, you know, pro-ams and like amateur, you know, like it's, it's a different world, but you know, we get to golf and just have fun with it. You know, the, the fortunate thing for me, which, you know, is kind of crazy. It's just kind of set up that way. It's like people almost enjoy it better when I play badly because I yeah. fucking lose my shit and I go <laughs> off on a tangent. And yeah. people, you know, people enjoy that. Like I remember not too long ago, I was, um, I don't know what I was doing, but my sister's boyfriend, he messaged me. He's like, yo, do you see this video of you? That's on what on YouTube. And I'm like, what video? He's like, it's like a 16 minute video that somebody's just put together of just you losing your shit. <laughs> yeah, Joey Colcutt's <laughs> compilation, losing shit. <laughs> yeah, this video, like, I don't even know. This guy must have spent time going through all of our videos and just compiled like a 16 minute video. And the thing had like a hundred thousand views in like a week. And people were like, this is the best shit ever. Yeah. So I don't know, man. It's fucking crazy. I want to play better golf. I, I got to work on my swing and shit, but like, Honestly, it's like when you know that you're like you're going to be just as fucking funny if you play bad as if you play good. I mean, it's kind of nice to have that at least as a little bit of leverage. Hey, also, you can use that as an excuse. Like if you're playing shitty, like, hey, I'm doing it for the views. I got to pay the bills here. Well, here's the thing is I actually do want to play good golf because I hate reading through the comments like, how the hell is this guy golfing for a living and he still isn't bad <laughs> when he started or he's regressing, you know? And it's like, yeah, I don't enjoy like when we played Keegan Bradley, I was like an anchor, like poor Perez was like carrying us. And like, <laughs> you know, I want to contribute. I want to make good shots and like make, you know, it feels good. When it you, does. Especially yeah. when you're on camera and then you have to rewatch it like weeks later and you're like oh my god i was so fucking bad that day you know like <laughs> it's it, it makes a big difference so it's like i want to play good but it's it's not an easy game no like, i don't. feel like people watch it and like we're playing with guys who are like ex-college players and like these guys are sticks and like perez is a scratch golfer so like when we if we were just to go and play with the average guy i feel like we would we would stock up okay yeah but when oh, yeah. you put it compared to like a guy who's like a plus 1.6 handicap. It's like, of course we're going to look like total dog shit. <laughs> yeah, you <know>? for sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. The, the, uh, the guy who gives us lessons here in town, um, I think he's a plus two. And our goal last summer was to get out and go golfing with him just to see what he's like on the course. And I mean, like in lessons, it's like, all right, this guy can play. And then we actually got out with him and he shot six under and Holy. Tyler, Tyler didn't break 90 that day. I didn't break 80 that day. We both had decent days, but it's like, this is the difference between plus two and guys like us. But also we wouldn't be as like us and you guys, we wouldn't be as entertaining if we were better. So we talk all the time. We're like, dude, we like, we can't get that good. No, like, like, we have to we're cool it on the lessons here. Right. Well, uh, people all the time, they're commenting like, what are your credentials? We don't, we don't have, have any. any credentials. Yeah. We, we just like <laughs> golf. Yeah. But you can enjoy the game. And here's mm -hmm. things like, at the end of the day, I don't think there's like, there's no parameters on how the game's meant to be enjoyed, right? Agreed. So like, yep. you could go out and shoot the round of your life. Like my best round this year, people won't believe it, but I shot three over. I played at Banff Springs this summer. I shot a 75 oh, and yeah. it was like no <laughs> gimmies, no mulligans, like yep. straight up. And I was locked in and it felt unbelievable. But there's times I've gone out with my buddies and I've shot probably mid to high 90 and just, <laughs> For sure, man. And just gotten wasted or hidden edible. <laughs> or, and, yes. like, and I had the time of my life. So like it's we're not playing professionally. I was going to say we're not playing for money, but I guess I kind of am in yeah, some ways. But, like, bit. We're not playing here to make a cut. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So yep. like mm -hmm. I feel like our channel specifically is like entertainment first and then golf second like people know when they tune into bob to sports like what they're getting they're getting like a couple guys who are subpar golfers and then one stick yep. in fat perez and like i feel like as long as you know people can watch and be entertained that's that's what we can never lose but like in terms of us shooting well it's like eh you know, if we play great, that's awesome. I love it. I get to rewatch it and see myself make some good shots. But if we play yeah. bad, it's kind of par for the course, you know? So like, that kind of leads me to an actual question I had for the podcast. How do you get your start? Like, Because golf predominantly, especially in the YouTube space for the last 10 years before you guys blew up, 
was really good golfers. So how do you sit there and make a decision as a on paper bad golfer and be like, we can make a successful YouTube channel? How do you start that? I think it was kind of like how we position ourselves. So obviously Bobby had like a good following prior to anything that we did. So like, and he's been in the comedic space for a while. So that definitely helped. Right. Cause I mm-hmm. think like even when, before we did Bob to sports, he had over a couple hundred thousand followers or like close to at least 150 to 200,000 right. followers. So like that helps right out of the gates because you have people who watch our videos and we're doing, you know, comedic stuff. And we were putting up like golf videos already just of us, like shooting the shit and like whatever, but it was never on YouTube. Like anytime we try to put anything on YouTube, it kind of fell flat. What really helped us is that when Bob to sports was kind of, when it came full tilt, we have uh, a media company that signed us and that mm-hmm. we work for and they have a huge influence within like instagram and throughout different channels sure. so they owned like drunk people doing things they owned before it was breezy it was called drunk uh, or it was called drunk golfers doing things or something yep. like that or, or doing things golfers or something i forget what it was called but like and then had, and then shithead steve and like all these accounts where it was kind of like in our wheelhouse yep. and it had like a million followers here, one point something million followers here. So like they had a good platform for us and that's what we really needed. And I think what we did is Bob and I, like when we first started doing the channel um, for golf, when we made it golf centric, we really focused on like making it comedic. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So we started with the challenges. So we did like the, you know, the beer challenge, we had to drink nine beers and break a score. We had to each drink nine beers and nine holes and break a score of whatever it might have been collectively. <laughs> yep. uh, we did that with hot dogs and stuff. And then we started doing like speed golf and funny shit. So it really was never about the golf right out of the get-go. And like it was just funny shit. And then we had the platform where they could kind of share it. And then they created from, you know, Golfers Doing Things was the name of the channel. They turned it to Breezy Golf. So they'd share it on that. That helped get us exposure and help us grow. So with that coupled with like just kind of like the avenue that we took, it kind of just worked and it kind of started growing. And then when we when we I really feel like when we added Fat Perez, you know, and then we were able to do something with Foreplay Pod. We did a whole match against them. Yep. That was another really great opportunity for us because it gave us tons of exposure. And people were like, their following that they had was able to see us. And like, these guys are super funny. And like, mm-hmm. Perez is like an enigma. And then we did some <laughs> stuff with like Grant and Garrett from Good Good. So like, we were very fortunate that we had people who were at the top of their game who were willing to collaborate with us and kind of gave us, I guess enough of like credentials like hey these guys are somebody and like people who would follow them would jump over and then start watching us and yep. it just started to grow but i mean it's not easy I, it's people think like oh you just tomorrow i'm gonna create a youtube channel yep. with my i friends know man yeah it's gonna pop off yep. and i think like somebody was telling me now like in schools like one of the the top jobs that kids want to be is like a youtuber now which yep even yep. that term is kind of cringy for me but like Seriously? It, it's really <laughs> cool because that's that's the thing. And it's like, I think people think it's super easy, but like we grinded it out for a while right. before we were able to do this. And Bob and I were making videos when we were just using our cell phones and shit. Now we got drones, we got multiple cameras, we got a whole editing team, you yep. know, between Jet and Ticket. We got like people behind the scenes who are marketing for us and putting tournaments on and like a whole sales team to get us like to partner with people. So it's like, it's a whole entity. Like people mm-hmm. just see Bob to sports. They think it's just three of us clowns just parading around, right. you know, doing our thing. But it's, it's really, it, there's a lot behind the scenes that kind of really helped us get there. And it's to answer your question, it's, it's not fucking easy, man. It's <laughs> right, right. really hard. Well, like, and the, there's a ton of parallels, like we're in the YouTube space, but I'd say we're predominantly in the, the podcasting space and it's yeah. everybody and their brother thinks it's just three guys that sit in front of microphones and, and spew bullshit about golf. But it's saying like, there's so much more that goes into it behind the scenes and trying to explain that to my dad, that I, I actually have a real <laughs> job and I got to work hard at it. It has been, it's been a very interesting and it's, it's a fun job for sure. But at the same time, we do work our asses off at this. Yeah. No, hundred percent. I, I think idea generation too. It's like, we kind of started out like you guys did. Um, Joe, we were like, we were doing uh, the random club challenge. We were doing mm-hmm. uh, speed golf. We were doing shit like that. And uh, like how we originally started, we just were going to film shot by shot, like four person rounds. We did two of those and neither of them saw the light of day. <laughs> and we're like, 
the one guy that like our boss who has he he's got the following that we've kind of piggybacked off of. He's like, dude, I'm I'm out. You guys can have this page. Do what you want with it. <laughs> so we didn't. We're like, all right, well, I think we need to start mixing it up and doing more of the average mm-hmm. golfer stuff because. 90% of golfers um, are guys like us and are guys like you, and that's why they relate so much. So it's like, hey, if we can if we can hit that market now, I think we're going to be kind of successful at this down the road. Yeah, for sure. There's like 70, some statistic, like 70%, I don't know if this is legitimate or not, but like 70% of golfers can't break 100. Yeah. So like, yep. Whenever I'm feeling like a bad golfer, I just remind myself of that and I feel a little bit accomplished. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. But I totally agree with you. There's there's never been more of a demand for, for golf content and like whether it's podcasts. I mean, we started our own podcast now through Bob Does Sports and we kind of thought like just because of like, are following through YouTube that we were just going to crush podcasts. And yep. again, to your guys' credit, it's not easy because there's so many golf podcasts right. out there to like <laughs> yeah. establish yourself as like one of the top echelon golf podcasts. Those are so many. So like everybody's trying to get in. There's, there's tons of people trying to vie for like positions and trying to make this a career. And like, yeah, at the end of the day, you do have to be on top of your game. It's not something that just happens naturally. You right. have to work at it. And like, Luckily for us, like our work is limited to like, we shoot like one week a month, but like that week is just like all systems, all hands on deck. Like you gotta be dialed in. You can't have a bad day when you go out there and film, like you gotta be funny. You gotta be on, you can't be having a bad day. If you fought with your girlfriend or some shit, you gotta put it behind (laughs) you. It's almost like going on stage as an actor or whatever. Not that it's, we're acting like we're just being ourselves, but like you have to be in a clear headspace and you really got to just put out something that, you know, you can't have a bad week because people will be like, what the hell is this? You know what I mean? And you got to keep up. I think the hardest thing for us is on the YouTube page. Like you just can't keep doing three man scrambles. Like you right. got to make it entertaining. You got to come up with new ideas and like new different things and like new formats. That, like if these people are watching you week in, week out, they don't just want to watch the same regurgitated stuff. They want to see fresh ideas and they want to see new players and they want to see new, new concepts and so it, it forces us to like really kind of be innovative and like be on top of it. And to your guys' point, like, you know, as great a job as this is, it's still a job. Like yep. you still have to focus on your craft, you know? And and to your point, I was saying like to my dad, you know, my dad's an old school Italian guy, like <laughs> very, very work oriented. Yep. He's a professor, like he's in education. So like I've worked very hard to get into like the top part of the career in the hospitality and like before I left, I was working at a Michelin star restaurant as an AGM and like working for Wolfgang Puck. And like, you know, this, the job was no joke. And my dad was proud of me because he saw that I worked hard to progress to get there. So like when I told him that I was going to quit to like eat hot dogs on golf, (laughs) he was just like, what the hell is wrong? You know what I mean? So when you said that, I totally, I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they, they don't, especially for my grandpa, even he doesn't really even understand what we do, but him and grandma every night are, are on their phones watching the podcast. So they love it, but they don't get it. And, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting watching the older generation try to figure out what the hell we're doing. Uh, but to that point, you mentioned the challenges, you mentioned the hot dogs. We have a few listener Q and A's and the, the, the first one is from Modder Girk. 2015 sure i don't know uh what was the worst of the challenges you've done the worst one by far was the hot dog challenge um we kind of were not prepared and organized so we we work out we do most of these challenges at a place called chevy chase country club it's out here close to glendale um and it's where more cow actually grew up playing it's the chillest Mm. spot ever the guys there are super nice and they kind of let us just have free reign of the club yeah so this was one of our first challenges doing it there. And when we had told them that we were going to do something, like we said, can we bring hot dogs? They were gracious enough. They're like, listen, we have a guy who's our chef or our cook. He will make all the hot dogs for you guys. He'll do everything. He'll set it all up. And we're like, that's awesome. We don't have to bring anything. They're just going to bring it up for us. They're going to be yep. cooking them while we're golfing, which was great. But like, we should have probably had the wherewithal to be like, hey, listen, like, what kind of hot dogs is he <laughs> are they fun dogs are they johnson i mean Bill? so he wasn't getting like ballpark wieners like these were full-on brats yeah yeah and then like big brioche buns so like i would 
realistically say, and I don't know if you guys saw it or not, like the challenge that we did for that, it was like one of those would be like almost like the equivalent of having like one and a half hot dogs because yep. they were mm-hmm. so big. And then, you know, my dumbass, I told them, you know, oh, they said we could do it with peppers or bacon. <laughs> I was like, oh, that sounds well, good. So Chicago like, dog. I had was like loaded and it was tough. Like it was legitimately like brutal. I'd say the next hardest one after that would be this taco one that we did. That yep, was yep. Anything with the food is always harder because like your body wants to reject it. Like the drinking is tough because you get hammered when you're doing it. But like <laughs> it's not hard to put down nine fireball shots, right? right? Like you're yep. hammered, but like you can handle it. But eating like 15 tacos or nine huge brats and you're doing it within a span of less than two hours and you're trying to golf, it's just – it's off. Yeah. So like hot dog for me is number one. Dude, at what hole – did you realize, like, I, I fucked up. This challenge sucks. The hot dog it was probably once we got onto, like, the fourth or fifth hole. Like, when I got to, like, my fifth hot dog, and I was like, dude, I'm only halfway. Oh, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't really realistically remember ever a time where I had eaten more than three hot dogs mm-hmm. in a sitting. You know what I mean? Right. So, like. I was like, yeah, 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 nine hot dogs. But like when you're actually doing it and then you're on your fifth and you're like, I'm only halfway and I am (laughs) beyond stuffed. And then like the last four are just like trying to force them down. And I, the the hardest thing I always do is like, I try to give myself one hole off that I can kind of just like take a break on the eighth hole. But it always turns out like on the ninth hole, like the last hole, I have to eat two hot dogs Mm -hmm. or three tacos (laughs) or like I leave it to the end. And that last hole is always just like, it's just a total grind. <laughs> yeah. It's like you, you, like you literally cannot wait until you're done. You think oh. it's easier right away, but when you get into it, it's kind of like, should, should, we, should oh, we, we, we can tell them we haven't released the tapes yet. So we have, we have some, some archive footage of, uh, we did a challenge this last fall. Um, it was, it was the John Daly challenge. So, uh, one of the most epic rounds, I believe it's a practice round that John Daly did was, uh, 21 cigarettes, uh, six bags of peanut M&Ms oh, and, like Diet Coke. and 12 diet Cokes. And we went into this thing, you know, we're obviously scheming and we're like, all right, what's going to be the hardest, what's going to be the easiest. And we were completely wrong with all of them. Yeah. So we, we attempted to do all of that in 18 holes. And the easiest thing we did was the cigarettes. Was the cig- and we don't smoke. We're not we, like, we we're not smokers I at all. I feel like after 10 cigarettes, you'd be like nauseous. <laughs> you're just, yeah, you're yeah. nauseous, but you're also numb to the point where like, <laughs> yeah. what's one more cig? I've already had 10. Well, what then, was the hardest? The Diet Cokes probably. 100%. Diet Cokes. 100%. And then I thought for sure the easiest was going to be the M&M's. The M&M's were tough. I haven't eaten a peanut M&M since. I M&M. haven't eaten This was dude. four months ago. Was it the full-size bag? Yeah, it yep. was the full like gas station-sized bags of peanut M&M's. Did he do that during a real round of golf? Yeah, I, a practice round. A practice some, round. some journalist followed him around and ca- like cataloged everything that went into his body. And it was 21 cigs, 12 <laughs> Diet Cokes, and how many bags of M&M's? Six. Six bags oh. of M&M's and not a single drop of water. This guy's an enigma, man. I, people have said that we need to do something with it, with him, and I think we probably end up will, but he'd be electric just to have on the channel. But, like, to think of, like, how good a golfer is, that guy won a major. Yeah. He's pretty open. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. he's not a hack. <laughs> not no. at all. And to just think, like, while we're, we're, we're living vicariously through him by doing this challenge, it's like, how does someone get to this point? How can you smoke over a cigarette per hole – um, a bag of peanut M&Ms per three holes. And then, well, I don't know, what is it like two, uh, like one and a half diet Cokes per, per hole. Well, the, the, the thing too, is at the end of that challenge, I didn't know if I feared John Daly or I respected him. <laughs> <because> <laughs> it, well, here's the thing. You guys were doing it as a challenge. He was just having a round. Right. That was just normal. He was counting or wasn't like, I need to do you know, X more Diet Cokes and X yep. more cigarettes. He was just doing what came naturally to him. Right. Uh, on a Wednesday before a PGA event. <laughs> so imagine if he was actually trying to do a challenge. Yeah. Do at least like another, like probably one and a half times more than what he did. I, I, I would not doubt that one bit. Yeah. If you guys can get him on the channel, Joe, you guys, you should do like a Hooters wings challenge. If he's down for that, get like, um, see if you guys can eat like 200 Hooters wings in, in around, <laughs> a, around the 18 holes. That would, would be, be electric. I feel like he would definitely. Oh, yeah. Out. 
Yeah, yeah, 100%. yeah. You and Bob got to take fifty, and he'll take the other fifty. He's uh, his son is a hell of a golfer. Too. Yeah, I he mean, is. His son is a is just you know, playing for Arkansas now for the golf team. He's he's unreal. Watching the the father son thing, they won it. I think this past year and like. Seeing how good his was they, this they won it last they won it two years ago I can't remember yeah. who won it this I think last they year. they got second this year yep. they were really I think they were stroke off who won it this year I think I don't was it like JT and his father in law or something Oh yeah no. might have yeah. been yeah yeah something Well it's two years ago then I know like one of the ones I watched yeah, yeah. he won they did and yeah the kid is just striping mm-hmm. the ball like and then of course he's walking up with like these wild like you know. You know, did, like Mexican deals, still has some wear like stalls, pants, and just like not a not a fuck given. You know? No, like, not at all. He's like, all right, where's the closest Hooters, and how many wings can I? Get? <laughs> <laughs> well, like he's uh, he, he's a gambler, like from oh what yeah. I well, and John That's Daly like two hundred dollars a spin on it. <laughs> no, on a machine. It's yeah, nuts. The ROI on that's well, not great. The, the the son, John Daly Jr., is sponsored by Hooters too, isn't yep. he? He's got an NIL deal Family with affair. Hooters. <laughs> Which imagine Guys being nineteen years old. You are the king of campus. You have a Hooters deal, and your dad's John Daly. Oh yeah, I mean, you, you never have to go to the cafeteria again. No. Like your buddies, are like little John, you want to go to Hooters tonight because I'm hungry. Well, I gotta ask you guys, how did you? Did you? Were you even close to completing it, or or not even close? Um, or actually, I shouldn't ask you guys because I don't want you guys to give. Yeah, it away, we'll, we'll save it. We'll save it. We'll save it. Let's just say we'll it. save it. But like it was so. I, I guess I should just say it was way harder than you anticipated. One hundred. It was very, very difficult. And as a disclaimer, before the video even comes out, don't do it. Like I don't want anyone to try this. It's it's dumb. <laughs> it was awful. All right, guys. Before we get into the second half of the. What? Ryan's here. Electric Joey Colcutt's interview. <laughs> uh, clearly, we teleported through time again. Uh, Ryan's back. We forgot to do the ad read during the cold cuts. Yeah. Uh, but we did the intros without Ryan. Now, Ryan's here for the ad read just to give you guys a little taste of Ryan being back in the office. So what are we, ta- what are we talking about now, Ryan? I mean, we got done at 10 p.m. I had I to get know. home to my kid. It was late. Your and kid shouldn't be up that late. Speaking of my kid, when he gets of golf age, which is probably within the next year, and he's only seven months now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's going to be having to buy his own golf balls. The only ones that he can afford with his birthday money, because at this point, he's only had one birthday, is the T-Birds and the pin drops. You know why? Because you buy three dozen T-Birds, you get a dozen free. Also, you go to checkout, you use Double Bogey 20, you get 20% off. It makes Oof. it $16 per dozen, which you just don't find these days. You know what I'm looking forward to as a dad? Uh, when your kids turn 18. Uh, I'm looking forward to, the, for the first time when my child is, is 21, sharing our first shot out of the poor cat. Oh, together. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, That's about what, 18 and a half years? Yeah, something like that. Uh, Ryan, do you want to do a little rope? You play my kid. This is He's 21 now. We're golfing. We have a Union Green poor caddy. And now we're taking our first shot together. Dad, I've been taking shots since I was 12. Oh, well, take one with me now, kid. Look at okay, this. deal. Get the poor caddy out. Give me a shot of fireball. Looks, wow, funny you say that. Uh, this Union Green thing looks like a coffee mug, right? Wrong. Little spout on top. Unscrew the bottom. Looks like a cup. Wrong again. Shot glasses. Mm, you only need two because it's just me and my son. Take those out. I'm not taking a shot right now, by the way. I got shit to do. What do you mean? Oh, look at that. Oh, fuck. Ryan. Tyler, it's fucking 1 p.m. Uh, in the afternoon. You said you wanted a shot of fireball, so your boy got some fireball. Ryan, take the shot, dude. Jake, don't fucking tell me what to do. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, son. Mm. <laughs> you know what? I did forget to brush my teeth this morning. <clears throat> Gross. And that, well, I just brushed them right there. <laughs> a little bit of fireball. Um, If you've ever wanted to be a mixologist, or I've ever considered entering, like, the mixology industry. Uh, this is a great place to start because basically like you got the nipple on top of uh, your poor caddy and you can kind of test out your skills in the golf course. Also, if you want to get real good, you can pour shots while the cart is in motion. Dude, you know what? Yeah. I just realized a poor caddy kind of is. Hmm. It's like the conceal and carry for shots. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. it is. And you don't even need a license for it either. No, um, they don't ask for proof of license and when you go through Union Green. Is that they might ID you. So make sure you're 21. So, guys, if you want 
great deals on golf balls if you want to get yourself a poor caddy for the next round with the boys or the next round with your freshly 21 year old son head over to uniongreen.com check it all out they got the deals for you and we hope you enjoy you we hope you enjoy the latter half of the interview love you son i'm proud of you yes None of those things are fun. They're entertaining to watch. And I think like when you're with your buddies, you're like, oh, I could probably do that. But like when you're actually out there and you're doing like the days that we do our challenges, like I dread them, man. It's so (laughs) brutal. Like we know that it's going to like smack, like the videos are going to be like hysterical. So we're like, okay, we're all committed to doing it. But it's like one of those days where no one's looking forward to go into the round to do it. And then Jet just ends up being the most pissed off of everybody because he's got to take care of all of us. <laughs> yeah, he's got to. Yeah, and well, he's also got to edit all the footage. I'm sure too. Yeah, oh, well, he's not happy about that. Um, well, at that point, it's not even about the golf. So, like, you guys can forget about <laughs> yeah. what's happened in the game. It's like we just got to finish this. Like, I honestly don't think viewers would care if you guys just five ironed the rest of the rest of the round punch shots so it stayed in the fairway. You can get it over with faster as long as you down the hot dogs. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's not easy, and and now Bob's made it like if we don't complete the challenge we have to redo it which stinks oh man because like if we 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 came one stroke away from not completing the golf aspect of that taco challenge and like i have not had taco bell since i did that (laughs) and it's my favorite fast food chain and it's just such a shame such a damn shame so like yes they're not easy they're not fun but you know they're hysterical to watch. Next challenge, you got to pick something you absolutely hate anyway, so it doesn't ruin it for you. I was thinking about doing like a milk challenge. <laughs> oh, God. Do like a gallon of milk. Well, it's, and, it's weird. And golf. <laughs> and it's weird mm. because people people love watching other people in pain. Yeah. Um, so it's like, okay, <laughs> yes, we'll sacrifice this one video to be just be in pain for hundreds of thousands of people. How do you think Jackass made a little <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> straight pain the views are racked up the money's coming in it's like all right well boys we got to do this again yep it's it's like what why does our suffering make them so happy i i I don't know i think it's because they're not suffering themselves fair enough (laughs) um next question sorry to pivot uh from liam wells what is a better feeling a tap in birdie or chipping in from 40 yards out to save par I'm going to go with uh, my chipping game. If you've seen it, it's pretty awful. So <laughs> it's not often that I can make a good chip, but I will say that like birdies are few and far between. So like anytime that you're, you're in position to tap in birdie, you're feeling, you're feeling yourself while oh, you're walking yeah, off beautiful. that green. And yeah. I think that that's a hard, that's a hard feeling to, to, to beat is especially, you know, from a guy who's like, you know, a higher handicap like myself Give me, give me birdies. Give me them early. Give yeah. me off, and I'll take that all time. Well, it also like it, it, birdies create momentum too. Where mm-hmm. a forty-yard chip in for par, like the your other three shots on that hole were probably dog shit if you're still forty yards <laughs> out. So it's like there's no momentum. Yeah, yes, it's a great feeling, but there's no momentum being built off chip, built off chipping in for par versus tapping in for birdie. I mean, I'm gonna have to disagree with both of you. I'm really, gonna, I'm gonna take and chip in for bogey. I mean. <laughs> You know how good no shit. I feel like an absolute pile of shit for five <laughs> strokes, but on that sixth one, I chip in. I'm back. I am back <laughs> on the next hole. It's so funny. Like like I was saying earlier, like golf is just such a game of like, you know, I I played recently. I I played around a nice course, super nice course, uh, up in Newport called Pelican Hill, and was playing just dreadful golf. Like just was all over the place. Got to like the 16th holes, a par five, like 500 and something, 550 yep. yards or something like that. And like really just a brutally tough hole. And I bombed a drive and I was like in position. I was like 240 away, like on my second shot. And I was like, you know, I'm playing so bad right now. What is it? What does it matter? Yeah, there's no so laying I up now. I would. And I don't think if I hit like 100 shots, I could have hit it as well. Yeah. <laughs> I just cured this thing and it was like drawing in. Like on all the right side was water. The left side was shit. And it was like, it just drew in and like landed before the pin and ended like 10 feet short. Oh, and then God. I made my eagle putt. And Let's like, go. Everything that had happened prior to that no longer existed. Mm-hmm. And I walked 
to the tee box, to the next tee box, like I was Tiger Woods. Like that's yep. the mentality. Like that's why golf is so funny like that. Cause like, it just keeps you coming back. Even when you have a terrible round, Yes, there's like that one shot or that one moment or, or sometimes you don't even have that. And you're like, I was just so bad that I can't be physically this bad the next time I play and I'm going to come back and I'm going to be better. Yeah. It just somehow always ropes you in to yep. play, to want to go back to it. It's like that bad ex-girlfriend that somehow you just can't get rid of. You just keep ending up with her. You know? like, I always compare it with my buddies. I compare it to nicotine. Like I know sometimes it is not good for my health, but I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> Yeah, it's well, I mean, true, what's man. more expensive it's, it's here? It's a, like you yeah. got golf and nicotine. It's like, oh, you like open the wallet up. It's the problem is they both pair so well. Together. I know, I know. Oh. Especially when you do the John Daly channel. Yeah, right. Yeah, that one actually got me off nicotine for a while. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, last question from the listeners. This is from Out of This Wood. My buddy is struggling to break a hundred, but he insists on playing blues. How do I talk him into playing whites or reds? Well, I don't think you should ever play the reds. Um, <laughs> I, I do think like, I do think like the white teams are universally known as like, you know, like basically for beginners. Those and are like, our tees, Joe. Those are our tees. Yeah. I, I, we play the blues cause we play with Perez and I, yeah. I probably should be playing the whites, but like, I actually have the distance that I can play that. Mm-hmm. Yep. But here's the thing. It's like golf is as tough a game as, as you can already imagine to start off playing, like you're not doing yourself any favors. If you're, if you're struggling to break a hundred, like you shouldn't even be focusing on your score right now. You should be Mm -hmm. focusing on just like finding a couple good shots that you can take to the next round and just getting in a groove. And like, I feel like, especially as like a beginner golfer, like if you focus on the score, you're, it's going to take you way longer to progress and to get better than if you just go there and just have fun and try to play your best. Yep. And then eventually you'll start seeing results, you know, it'd be like going to school, like school's not easy. And then taking like calculus and like the hardest classes <laughs> that you don't necessarily need. And like, what's the point? Like, unless you're enjoying it and you're good enough to do those classes and like to get by, like, take something a little easier, like yeah. make it a little easier on yourself. You know, it's not like if you play the white tees, you're not, you're, you know, your golf round isn't acknowledged. You know what I mean? So right. those tees are there for a reason. It's not like, you know, it's all. And, and here's the thing too, is like, if, if you ever played with somebody that you're paired with like a single or something, and he's like a guy who wants to play the tips and he starts struggling early on, you're like, what is this guy doing? It's <laughs> more embarrassing yeah. to like be a shitty golfer on like the harder tee box and it takes longer and everybody else is more pissed off than it is just to be like, hey, you know what? I'm a new golfer. I'm playing from the whites. Everybody's like, okay, that makes sense. That's like, that's common sense. Yeah. yeah. So I would say to your buddy, like if he's feeling like out of place or like he's embarrassed because he's a newer golfer, it's only worse if you're playing from the harder tee boxes and it's only more embarrassing for him, for the guys that you're playing with, cause they're looking at you like this guy stinks. Yeah. Like, at <laughs> least if you're playing from the easiest tee boxes, it, people expect you not to be good. Right. Well, yeah, they that- almost encourage you. They're like, Oh hell yeah. This guy's at whites. He's trying, he's out here trying to get better. And all of a sudden yeah, he's, play- he's playing. Like this black. guy knows his, he knows where he belongs. He he's accepted it. There's nothing wrong with it. Like no. I just said earlier, there's a statistic that what, 70% of golfers don't break a hundred. So like you're in the majority, man. You're not like yep. some rare breed of golfer. Who's like people are going to be staring at and pointing and laughing. I do think the thing with golf, especially when you golf with other people, the first few times you go out, you're very self-conscious yep, yep. of your game. You're very aware of like, even in your swing, like people watching you, there's like a little gallery, even if it's three guys who are in your pairing, you're kind of conscious, self-conscious about that. And it's hard enough to even focus to begin with. But when you have those things going on in your head, it's like, it just makes it that much more difficult. So uh, eliminate, you know, the distractions and the difficulties and just go to Go to the white tee box. Yeah, man. there's it, nothing wrong with there, it. There's literally the no, going to laugh at you. No, there's no shame in playing whites. I I have a buddy who I play very frequently with, and his go-to line every time because he always wants to play tips. 
And I'm like, I'm a, I'm a whites guy. I'll get, I'll maybe stretch out to the blues, but I'm like, why don't we just play like whites or blues today? And he's like, well, I'm paying for the full course. And it's like, <laughs> that's not the point of it. Like, I'm, I don't want to pay. That's a good to, line. I don't though. want to pay to suck. I want to pay you to play. What a you good- could do too is a lot of a lot of courses are starting to do this too. You could play like combo tees, which yep. is kind of yeah, fun. like blue so like golds. You could yep. look at like the the five or six hardest holes that are really long and say, okay, from these holes. We'll play the whites, but there's normally like at least a few par fours that are shorter. Yep. So you're like, okay, for these ones, we'll play the blues because it's not like outside our wheelhouse, but like for the holes that like the number one handicap and like, it's like shooting to Mississippi to get to the par five, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. You know, maybe we'll play the whites on that. So then that way he can have a little bit of like a variance and still be able to like not go completely out of his wheelhouse and play a tee box that he shouldn't be playing. I, like if you're, I, like even a par three, if you play like a one thirty five shot and then you go to one seventy five yard shot, that is a drastic difference very. between a wedge and like a lower iron. Yep. Like I'll, it makes a difference. I also want to add, like for golfers, especially my level, not once have I told somebody my score and they asked me what tees I played. No, never. Never. No, no you no. can play junior tees and be like, yeah, I shot a, like, I shot a 78 today. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, fuck, man, you had a great round. So play wherever the hell you want, buddy. Yeah. No one's going to ask you. <laughs> I, that's 100% right. And I feel like when you're a shitty golfer and when you start out, people don't even ask you what you shot yeah. because they know it's probably a high score anyways. <laughs> right. So like, People aren't going to believe you if you're like, bro, I shot an 87 today. And it's like, dude, you couldn't break 100 if you tried, you know? <laughs> so, like, yep. I feel like at that point, it's just about getting out there and getting comfortable with the game and working on your on your game and, like, getting better. And like you said, like, eventually that'll come to you. But there's no need. Like, you got to walk before you can run. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, then one thing, too, that we're really big on is – making the game fun and competitive for every level of golf. So we play a ton of random side games. Like we're playing three putt poker, we're scrambling, we're playing wolf, bingo, bingo, bongo, you name it. We play it. You, you mentioned you guys scramble all the time. Are you playing any other side games? And if you are, what are your favorite? What are your go-tos for those guys? The one that we've, we've done a couple times now that I really like is we've done um, like we've done uh like a team so like if we're doing like perez obviously is like a super good golfer so normally he'll play solo and then bob and i'll play together like against Mm -hmm. him yep but what we've been doing is we do like reverse mulligans so like okay yep we'll get like the jet for example who's normally not like playing with us he's filming he'll be like the guy who will shoot the reverse mulligan for us so like if perez makes like a, a crazy putt for birdie We'll be like, no, that's a reverse. And like, it'll reverse the putt and then Jet has to make the putt. <laughs> nice. I love that. And love so that. then the same thing for him with us. So like, instead of like getting a mulligan on a bad shot, you're basically wiping away somebody else's good shot. Yep. And it makes it really strategic because like you only have, say like in nine holes, we'll do like four or five of them. Mm-hmm. So like you have to be super selective be like, okay, Jet's weakness is his drive. So like, it's like, okay, so whenever Perez makes like a bomb of a drive, we should probably remove that and give him Jet's drive because it's probably going to be shittier. Whereas Jet's really good at putting. And it's like, if we still give Jet like this tough putt, he might still make it. Right. So like, it just forces you to really be strategic when you're playing with friends. Mm -hmm. So I think like, it's a cool way to go about your game. And like, it makes you selectively like decide when you're going to like, screw your friend over in order to make him redo a shot. Yeah, you know? I like that. But how pissed off does Perez get <laughs> when you pull away a great shot? Uh, the thing is, is that he doesn't make that. I mean, he make most of his shots he makes are good. So that's yeah. why it's hard with him because like Bob and I, a lot of the shots we'll make are not that good, you know? So like <laughs> when we do make a great one, we're like super stoked and he'd be like reverse. And we're like, what the hell? <laughs> he's used to making better shots to the point where like, I think he actually, the first time that we did it, he didn't like, I think he was smart enough that he made like shots that were just good enough, but not like as good as he normally would make. So like he'd aim for the middle of the green instead of like putting it within two feet. Yeah. And like, so then we're just like, okay, well, he's probably going to make something better than that. So it was really hard for us. He's super smart and strategic and, 
he's his golf knowledge is way better than ours. But yeah. I think we get more pissed off because we're not as used to making <laughs> great shots, and then just to have them taken away from us stinks. Yeah, Perez has got some swagger. It's like oh. this guy. You, you look at this guy. And you're like he doesn't give a fuck about anything. <laughs> he's gonna stick. He's gonna stick par threes within five feet. He's gonna hit hammer drives, and I I fucking love that swagger. He's got such a great like golfer mentality too. Yeah. Like what people don't really know about him is like when he when he golfs, especially when he's playing competitive golf against someone else, he really doesn't let like the highs get too high or the lows get too low. Like so when we're playing, you see him do the euro step and stuff, but like when he's playing a competitive match, he he tries to stay even keel throughout. So yep. like he doesn't doesn't allow himself to get too jacked up. He just really just focuses on the next shot. And like, if you know, he makes a bad shot, it doesn't exist in him. Whereas like for me, my mental game is trash. Like mm-hmm. I just can't let go of shit, you know, Mine like too. I'll have a 300 yard drive and have like 55, 60 yards in. And I'm thinking, okay, like I'm going to have a birdie chance here. Like I just got to make a good chip and I like skull it yeah. over the green. <laughs> and now I'm like, what the hell? And I can't mentally get over it. Like yep. he is just, He's got like a really good golfer's disposition where he just – he knows his game. He plays to his strengths and he never plays outside of what he's good at. So like we played with Bryson. We played with guys like who can pound the ball mm-hmm. and will always go for like par fives and two. I rarely will ever see Perez go for a par five and two. He will always play it a layup to like what his safe zone is like that hundred yards, 85, 90, yep. 110 yard range that he knows he's such dynamite with his wedges that he's like, that's going to give me a better chance to get a, a birdie than trying to slam a 245 yard shot. Yeah. You know, when there's bunkers everywhere and this and that, like he's very, very smart and he plays his game and people don't really see that. They just see like the swagger and like, yep. his like, his attitude on the course, but like he really, he's grown up being a golfer and he, he just understands the game in a way that like, it's fun to play with him because it kind of rubs off on you. For sure. Like I still stink. Like I take a lot of the lessons that he gives out there and it's like, man, I should be doing this consistently. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my, my grandpa Dave is kind of a recurring character on this podcast. Uh, (laughs) Grandpa Dave, he's got a, a motto that's know your game, play your game. Don't do anything else. That, that's Easy. all you got to do. And he, he hits Everyone it. Everyone has their strengths, right? Yep. He can hit Everyone it 180 yards. Yeah. Yeah. He hits it 180 yards. It's straight. And he knows that he's going to do it every single time. <laughs> and he, I've never beaten him. He's 76 years old and I can't beat him because he is the same every time. He's methodical. And like there's, there's a mental edge there where you know what you can do and you execute it every single time. Yeah. Yep. That's also part of the allure of golf too, right? Like when you know there's a game that you can play like well into your 80s and like regardless if you hit the ball a mile or like you hit the ball. My uncle's the same thing. He hits the ball like 150 yards with a driver. He'll take a, a driver on a par three. But like he just knows his game and his putting and his chipping are exceptional. Yep. And it saves him a shit ton of strokes. And like we'll play and I'll be like how the hell is he like – shooting in the 80s when he can't drive the ball <laughs> yeah. for shit. Yeah, and I'm not and I'm like not his, out here shooting 80s either. What's going on yeah. here? His saying is drive for show, putt for dough. Yep. And he, same thing. It sounds like your grandpa Dave sounds like an absolute beauty. But like it, it, it is exciting because it's like, you know, when we become decrepit or our bones get <laughs> rigid and we can't do the things that we can do now, you can still excel at the game. It's mm-hmm. just so many ways to be yep. able to enjoy it, which is kind of – Kind of cool because you can't do that with any other sport. No, you yeah. can't just go play noon ball um, at, the <laughs> yeah. local, at, the, at the local YMCA at 85 years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's probably just not going to work out for you. Unless you're Kyrie Irving dressed up True. in disguise. Yep. Yeah, Drew. Uncle Drew. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think we got one, one more question from us. You, you guys do a ton of scrambles. We do a ton of scrambles. What makes a good scramble partner? I think it's a, that's a great question. I think it's a guy who, first of all, you have to be a good team, team guy, right? Like you have to have good, good, like positive energy, like good vibes. Like I would rather play with somebody who's like a little less skillful, but has like great 
like positive energy yep. is going to like pick me up when I'm down is not going to like then to play with the guy who's like a scratch golfer, but like I make a bad shot and he's like yelling at me. Mm -hmm. Like you have to be able to come together and realize like, it's truly not a single player game. Like you have to understand like your partner is going to make mistakes. And when that happens, you got to be there for them. So like having that, that positive energy and having a trust that like if you go first and you screw up a shot, you know that your body is going to come through clutch. So like I think it's a combination of that and then also too like a good a good pairing. Like Bob and I are a good scramble team because like his weaknesses are my strengths. Yep. So like we piggyback off one another. And I think if you have like like I I'm really good off I don't know if say really good, but <laughs> my strengths are off the tee. Like I have a big ball. Like my drives and stuff, like I can get, I can pound the ball when I'm hitting fairways, like, and I'm locked in, like that's my strengths. Bob's strengths is more his short game, which is where I have no finesse. So like inside the hundred yard range, his, his irons and his chipping and his potting is like, it gives us a chance to excel. So like, I think to answer your question, you have to have a like complimentary, like, like assets that can kind of piggyback off one another, good vibes. And like, I think you just have to have like good, like a good connection. Like you just have to be like, when you're playing with a guy who's like, your you're like real close buddy. Like it's so much more enjoyable than yep. when you're playing scramble with some random guy that you don't know, because you kind of have to feel each other out. Right. Yep. When you're the two of you are playing together, like you guys probably have golfed how many times together you guys know, like you guys know your demeanor right, on the course, right. you know, like how to pick each other up. Like, like Bob knows how to keep me calm. Like, cause I'm a loose cannon. I blow my shit. <laughs> he knows how to keep me like, at least like, it's okay. We're doing great. You're playing good. Like you got this next shot. And like those things go a long way. So I think a lot of it isn't necessarily even like your skill. It's more of like how you connect and how you vibe with your, with your teammates. Well, I don't know if this is a crazy take or not. But for me personally, for average golfers, I think the highs in a scramble are higher than me golfing by myself. I have never been more jacked than when the shitty player in our four-man scramble makes an amazing shot. That brings the whole group together. Everyone's jumping up and down. The team they're, win. They're losing their shit. Like you, That might be the only shot of his you use the whole round, but that is more exciting to me than getting an eagle by myself. I agree because and Paul, I play a lot of scrambles myself, right? But like the thing is, is that I really feel that when you're playing in a scramble, like the bad shots don't feel as bad. No. Because you, you're really relying on one another. You're relying on your boys to like somebody out of this four, out of the two of us are is going to make a big shot, is going to step up to the plate. So like it's exciting and it's, it's like especially with putting, right? Like – you have a long putt. Like the first guy is just trying to get the read. The yep. second guy is trying to take that read and then confirm like the read. Get yeah. The speed down. Yep. And like, then the third guy is legitimately like knows what the putt's going to do is trying to make it. And then your fourth guy's like your ace. So like when it goes down, like the fourth guy and you need to make that putt and he makes it, it's yeah. like the three guys before him didn't necessarily make the putt, but without them at least giving him all those different reads and like attributes, the fourth guy isn't able just to walk up and not know what to do. You right. know what I mean? Like, so in some ways it's like everybody is contributing a little bit to that putt being made, which makes that celebration so great. Cause you're like, let's fucking go. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I think you're like your best player should always, always putt last or shoot last. Yeah. Yeah. Because he can, he can see what the guys before him are doing and like take it to heart, you know? Well, and then even on the flip side, if all four of you miss, well, at least we fucking suck together. <laughs> you know? That's it's, a tough look when you all miss the putt, but like sometimes, yeah. but then there's, that's the not on guy, one guy's shoulder then at that point. That's true. And then sometimes like you don't expect the first guy to walk up and just nail the putt. So like to your credit, what you were saying is like when that guy, like when we play the four man scramble, jet would putt first for us. And like there'd be times Jet comes up and just nails a putt and like everybody doesn't have to worry. And it's just like everybody's like celebrating together. You're yeah. Like, Let's fucking go. It's awesome. <laughs> you know, and it's a great feeling because no one's expecting that one to drop. Yeah. Like how, how often are you playing in like organized scrambles? It's like 40 teams of four or whatever. 
we haven't really done that much. We've done like, we've done a couple tournaments now where mm-hmm. we played and like, we actually, we did a tournament this last year where we were like, okay, we're going to play in the tournament. We're going to film it. And we're going to do like two nines and we're going to film us being in the tournament, like show how we did overall. And it was super cool because like you said, there was a lot of different people competing in it and we actually played really good. And like, there was two parts of the video and it was super cool. But like the problem with those things is like, you get these assholes who are like, oh, we shot 20. <laughs> yeah. 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 We're pretty, yeah. pretty excited because we went like 15 under in yep. 18 holes or like 14 under. But like, we're not going to shoot like 20 under. You know what I mean? Like, yep, so yep, yep. we still, we still did well, but like, we haven't done too many of those things, but we do play a lot of like our filming is in scrambles just amongst ourselves or like the best ones are like when we get, when we got Max Homa. Or we got like was great. Uh, Keegan Bradley and yep. we're doing like a 3v1 and it's like me, Bob and Perez versus them because it's like you're playing against a pro. Like, so it seems unfair that there's three of us compared to one, but like Bob and I are not good golfers. Perez is scratched. So that's like our, our kind of asset, but the those equalizer. are the, the most fun because like no pro wants to come on our channel and lose to us. hundred so percent. Like, yeah. They're having fun, but like they're still taking it seriously. And like for us, we want to beat these guys. So it's like those are the most fun scrambles that we play. Like by far, that's the most enjoyable. We have one coming out tomorrow, actually. It's us versus Bo Hostler that we nice. and I feel like our game like has gotten better, like in terms of like how we play all together. Um you know, so those, those are really enjoyable and a lot of fun. And it's just like, everybody's like rooting for one another to like take a big shot or step up. And like, when it happens, just like, it's just total good vibes. Well, yeah. And I was going to say for like the next time you are at a tournament, like a scramble tournament like that, one of the things that we like to do is like, even we're on the greens, nothing's happening. Just start cheering. Like somebody made a massive putt. It starts fucking with all the other teams. Like, oh my God, you do it like two or three times on the front nine. Everyone's like, these guys are playing good. And it is in the back of their heads the rest of the time. It's like, no, we were uh, were five under through nine. We're we're chilling. Like when you do have a big moment that you can literally erupt. Like when we were in that tournament, I chipped in for Eagle from like, I don't know, we're like, probably like 10 yards off the green and I chipped in on like swirled around and went in for yep. and we were going nuts or like Perez made an eagle in that round. It was like a 50 foot putt. And so like, those are truly like you just erupt, but you do you, to your point, you hear guys going nuts. You're like, what the hell just happened? You know what I, mean? <laughs> yeah. I never thought somebody's fabricating it. So now, <laughs> right. like, hey, hey this, uh, yeah. yeah, you can use that to your advantage now. Every time you hear someone else cheering, like ah, it's just they're just fucking with us. Yeah. They're not doing good. <laughs> I don't know how many people actually do that. Uh yeah, that I was totally a joke. We don't ever actually do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun though. We should like. We're, have you guys played in a lot of tournaments like that? A lot, a lot of four man scramble tournaments. We actually do a ton of them, and most of them we don't. We don't film them. We just do it because it's a fucking blast. Like we play in a lot of the local. So we're in Fargo, North Dakota. It's cooler than piss for half the year, and so in the summer we'll do like a ton of local bar sponsored ones yep. or, or charity. Those are like our leisure rounds, essentially. That we yep. just like we put the cameras down. All the mm-hmm. boys have a phenomenal time. It would be great content if we did film them, but I don't think we would get what we actually do if we had the cameras. If we had the cameras mm-hmm. running, so the cameras. I think it comes to a certain point, like after a while, where like. You just plays if the camera's not there. Like yeah. the first few times mm-hmm. when you when you're filming your golf rounds, it's like I remember the first time I ever went to film with Bob on a round, I was like, they're trying to mic us up. And I was like, I don't want any mics <laughs> on me. I don't want anything yeah. on me. I don't mind the camera being in my face, but get this get this mic the hell off me. Like yeah. I felt like I was like pulling at it, the thing was falling down. So like we never play with mics, but like it was it it gets to the point where like eventually you're just playing and it's like you're some like you're not even conscious that you're 100 yep like yep but the first few times is definitely difficult because like it's hard enough to focus on golf and then you're thinking like i was talking about like a gallery where you're playing in a foursome you have three guys watching you well imagine when you have hundreds of thousands when you have hundreds of thousands of people viewing your videos you're like <laughs> Oh my God, that horrific shot that I made. <laughs> like that's not going to disappear after the next hole. No, you know? no, it's always there. <laughs> well, I'd say you got to make, make friends with the editor. They'll make you look better. I'm good friends with Jet. 
time. He's probably <laughs> yeah. taking it off for dinner tonight. So we'll leave it at that. Yep. You know? Yep. Sometimes it, no matter what, how much editing you can have in the world, you can't make up for just terrible trash round. Agreed. Like, Been there. Got to show my shots. Agreed. You know what and, I mean? then, and then it's just, it's not as authentic either. So it's like, hey, you know, I'm a trash golfer. And when I'm golfing good, it, this is legitimate. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, Joe, we'll keep you on for a minute here after we're done, but um, appreciate you coming on. This was uh, this was a ton of fun. We didn't even like do an intro. Uh, yeah, we'll do that. We'll, we'll do, do that off because we just started. Yeah, I started right talking, then all of a sudden it's like halfway through my my first response, like the session. Is <laughs> like, oh yeah. boy, no, all good, yeah. man. That's exactly how we want it. Um, so no, we appreciate you coming on, and we hope you guys uh, we hope you guys all enjoy the interview, and uh, we'll be right back. All right, that was our interview with Joey Cold Cuts from Bob Does Sports. Honestly, good, good guy. Good, good guy. Uh, I'm very, very happy, Jake, that he is the exact same person online as he was in that interview. Identical. <laughs> it's, it's refreshing. It's, it's almost like, like it's like him. Yeah, it, it is. It's almost like they just threw a camera and recorded him. Um, Ryan, what do you think? Cool. Uh, you know, Ryan is still gone because I recorded the intro and the outro at the same time. So he had to run. Um, but we talked shop with Joey after the after the interview for like another half an hour. Yeah. So uh, the guy, he can talk. He can. He can talk. But it was fun. It was, it was fun getting to know him. Hopefully we can do something with him in the future. Um, for those of you guys that maybe he's new to you, go check out all of his stuff with Bob Does Sports. Uh, check out his stuff on his personal pages at Joey Colcuts. And he just started a podcast. It's called Sportsman. 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 And then they have their YouTube channel, which is massive. Bob Does Sports. And then the Bob Does Sports. Port po- Jesus, fuck. The Bob Does Sports podcast. So, Nailed guys, it. go check that stuff out. Um, show him some love because he is a good guy and we enjoyed having him on. And, uh, yeah. Anything else you want to add, Jake? Love you. Love you. Thanks for tuning in to One Wade Boggs. One Daryl Strawberry. I already did that one. Ah, shit. You're right. One Jimmy Fox. Oh, who the fuck is Jimmy Fox? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I saw it on the list. Oh. <laughs> they piped that the wrong way. I'll call the clubhouse. We'll book another 18 for tomorrow. Okay, they cheated on that. They fucked their balls. Yeah, no better time for the breakfast ball than now. <laughs>